On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about the National Basketball Association. The lottery happened, Tate, and the big news coming out of the lottery, the Charlotte Hornets exist. We did it. We did it, Mark (laughs) Titus. I said going into this, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that the NBA will look around. They will say, Michael Jordan is an owner of an NBA franchise. How have we forgotten this? Let's get him something. Let's pay him back maybe for the last dance. I don't know. They got him a top three pick, Mark, and here we are. I'm very excited. Yeah, the the third pick might be the best pick in this draft because this yes. draft is doo doo, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want the number one pick having to decide to to sort through the pile of shit. Perfectly Minnesota. Like, Everyone was yeah. like, "Yep, that works." Yeah, but. yeah. So let the other people make the decisions for you, and then you can pick mm-hmm. up the scraps, and then no one can criticize you when you when you make the third pick. But I'm sure. Boy, I'm sure the Hornets are going to find a way, nonetheless. But congratulations, buddy. Adam Morrison, the third pick. Yeah. People forget. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about the playoffs a little bit too. The uh, the Magic and the Blazers won. Mm-hmm. The the one mm-hmm. seeds lost on the. We're, we're recording this on Thursday night. We just saw the Bucks and Lakers get redemption and and even the series. But the Magic and the Blazers they stole one on the road. Tate. Now they go back home. They get to defend. Wait. wait yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. The role players are really going to step up in this one. Yeah. It's going to be a big game. Yeah. Wait a second. I'm falling into old habits there. Uh. Yeah. But the 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 one seeds both lost on the same day. Um. The Pacers are. Dead in the water, my beloved mm-hmm. Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot my, going my on. My beloved around, Sixers are yeah. also dead in the water. It's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, a lot of struggles. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about all that. Also, maybe a quick uh, NCAA basketball update with with the <laughs> the the news of the day. Just that everyone everyone's so cocksure. It's happening. I'm, I feel so good about it. Positive vibes only. I just want to. I mean, we're not really like we're not really giving out anything new as far as information, but I just like, I just like talking about it every show. Cause it just keeps the positive vibes going yet. You throw someone else onto the pile that says we are definitely having a tournament, just add them to the list. And it just, it just feels good. So we might touch on that a little Speak bit. Speak it into existence. That is what LeVar ball taught us. Melo ball was a top three pick. Apparently we learned that tonight. We saw him at the draft show. So here we are. We're going to speak it into existence. NCAA basketball, March madness. It's happening. All that and more is coming up, but first Woody Durham. He takes the time out. All right, Tate, so I'm on Twitter today. I see Brian Ives, our, our buddy that we uh, had a good time with. In, in he is ESPN Stats and Info for all intents. Is he literally? I like, mean, he, uh, he basically helps run that account. He is, okay, he is yeah, research. But, you know, we joke about our research department. Mm-hmm. That is Brian. Yes. Brian. Yeah, yeah. Brian, uh, he's the guy. In all seriousness, whenever the ESPN Stats and Info account tweets anything about North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, or, or I, he pointed this out to me, <laughs> and then I realized it after the fact. That like the the ESPN stats and info account will be uh you know like Purdue the Purdue Boilermakers won the Big Ten they've won twenty seven Big Ten titles and that's like all the stats and then like if it's about North Carolina or Duke it's like in 1951 North Carolina <laughs> beat the shit out of Duke in one of the most you know <laughs> it's just like the most detailed yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it's like he yeah it's so yeah, funny it's yeah. the best and it's one of those things where like in my life i assumed that that was you know just the universe showing me that yeah. north carolina mattered more than everything else but then yeah. i found out it was just the carolina no, guy that was right in the couch it's just the carolina guy <laughs> anyway uh brian ives tweeted today and it was i found this shocking again this may not have been shocking to, to you and the hornets fans but uh the charlotte hornets in the history of the franchise mm. have been in the lottery a lot we don't need yes. to go over that uh yes. charlotte not a great basketball franchise in terms of winning basketball again games. you would think they would recognize us we do yeah. exist we are in the lottery every year you're in the lottery every year and zero times have the charlotte hornets <laughs> improved your lottery standing mm. which is to say every year going into the lottery the hornets if if they were the ninth worst team in the nba they end up getting the ninth pick 
Sometimes worse than that. Sometimes they get bumped down. Sometimes they've had like the second worst record. I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers. I don't know if this is actually true. Sometimes they've had the second worst. They get bumped down to third or fourth, say. Mm-hmm. But at I mean, no I point. Mean, the, the, the prime example is 2012. They have the best odds. They're going to get Anthony Davis, who is going mm. to change the franchise forever. Mm-hmm. And they get Michael Kidd Gilchrist. <laughs> that that's what we're talking about. At no point have you ever improved your uh, your position. In 1992, Un- <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal was coming into the NBA. The Hornets had a chance to get him with the number one pick, and instead they got Alonzo Mourning, who, you know, three years later said, please trade me. Please yep. get me out of here. Uh, yep. That is the Hornets' history, yes. Continue. And, I'm, I'm and getting then even when we, you And then even when you don't improve, you draft Kobe Bryant and trade him to the Lakers. Because uh, he was asked. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, he said that. Anyway, the point is, at long last – with one of the worst drafts of our lifetime, the way everyone's yes. talking about it, at long last, the Charlotte Hornets finally improved their draft position. What a day. Congratulations, buddy. It couldn't have happened at a better time when everybody's out on every single <laughs> one of these prospects. When we're watching the draft lottery and ESPN decides that it's LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards for the number one pick. Yes. So those are the only two guys they have on to interview them during the lottery process. And the question gets asked to LaMelo Ball, how does playing in Australia, how did it make you a better player? LaMelo Ball says, it made me better. And that's pretty much his answer. It's just like a cyclical, like, what? I, I got better, I promise. Yeah, I got better. Me, it made you better because three. it made me better. And then the same question is posed to Anthony Edwards. Uh, you went to college for a year. How did that – what did you learn in college? How did you become a better player? How did you grow in college? And he said what, – what, what did he – I want to get this right. He said something like, it taught me how to deal with bad games because I played in a lot of bad, I had a lot of bad games. And that was like pretty much his quote. Yes. So these are the two guys that are, are you know, that min- the Minnesota is now tasked Anthony with Edwards now. taking the college football wait and see approach for, for his draft. You know, like he, he yeah. basically his campaign is like, you just wait and see. I've had a lot of bad, I got my bad uh, games yeah, out. Yeah, I've got, I'm due. I'm due. Because <laughs> I, I, I've played a lot of the poor games. And Maui, I, it took like. <laughs> the numbers 40, are going to even out here. Okay. I, I had to hit a 45 footer <laughs> with like five seconds left to beat Shamanad and Maui. And, yep. uh, but forget who we were playing, forget the score. Just remember that one time I hit that deep three and forget that I shot like 28% from the three point line at Georgia this year. And uh, yeah, uh, and I was watching that like, Oh my God, how bad is this draft? Um, I have a prediction though. I think by the time the draft comes around, you're going to get a lot of like revert. Like I think the talk is going to be this draft is so bad for so long that at some point the switch is going to be flipped. And you're like, I don't know. I actually disagree with that. I think there's a lot of diamonds in the rough. I think you kind of look at the, the, the 10 through 17 range that's a, that's, a, that's a position you can really find some quality player. Get a lot of value out of those picks. I think that's what's going to end up happening is people are going to just get sick of talking about how bad this draft is. But, oh, my God, you're watching that tonight. And those, those are the two guys. Those are, those the, are the, two one guys. those two guys is going to go number one. And it does feel very – I mentioned the 2012 draft. It feels very 2013 in the sense that Anthony Bennett somehow was talked into the number one pick that year, and Giannis Antetokounmpo goes 15. Yeah. And that's an interesting situation where, you know, I, I feel like even in a 2011 situation where a James Wiseman, maybe the Kyrie Irving type pick, even he has kind of fallen out of favor with people where now you, you see sometimes he is the eighth pick to the Knicks or yeah. sometimes he's the third pick to the Hornets. He has a, he has a wide range there. And then the, the Obi Toppins, who we both love here as yeah. big Dayton basketball fans, you see him sometimes flared up to even as high as the number two pick and even as low as the 17th pick. I mean, there's such a range of who you actually value. And then I think a lot of the GMs are playing 
the uh, the guessing game, I guess, because people like Anthony Edwards are saying, "Wait and see." Like I shot twenty eight percent, but you're gonna see me when I when I turn it on. Wait, yeah, wait till I don't shoot twenty eight percent. And you can talk yourself into a lot of guys when there's not a a premier guy that you know is an Anthony Davis type talent. Like right. there's a lot of fringe guys, like the, the kid from USC, the power forward. Uh, I can't remember uh, his name off the top of my head, but he, I've seen him up as high as number two on a lot of people's list. Yeah. Isaac Okoro, who's at Auburn is another guy that's like a top five pick mm-hmm. for some people, uh, you know, and that's, I find it fascinating, but LaMelo ball is really the talk. He's the only one I think that gets the people going, whether it, you know, it's, it's provocative, right? LaMelo ball is provocative that people either are upset on one side yeah. of the equation or they're looking at you like, how could you not pass up the singular talent who is, you know, an Anthony Davis or whatever. There's some people that believe that he is that yeah, good. To be yeah. I, I, I think LaMelo ball is, has the highest ceiling. Um, which God, I, I, I'm so excited. We're, are we dra- Is it draft time already? Are we saying highest ceiling, lowest floors? And I, I do think Lamelo could could be like I, I don't know, but I, I don't know if the Timberwolves. But in basketball, you don't worry about this anymore. I was gonna say like, <laughs> does he play what? Would he play well with D'Angelo Russell? I don't see that working. Lamelo Ball and D'Angelo Russell. Whereas Anthony Edwards, like I think I think if you're drafting for fit, Anthony Edwards is the guy. Mm-hmm. Um. But man, I, I, I think it's going to end up being LaMelo. I think like, I think the, the hype is going to get out of control. I think like people are just going to talk themselves into him and he's got the, he's got the, uh, the, maybe, maybe this is shtick where you and I complain about guys that play overseas, but he's got that, that factor of like playing in Australia where like people are now going to pretend like they're watching Australia. That, this, this is what season we're in. We're in the, mm. the pretend like you watch international I have, basketball. I have scouted that game. Yes. Yeah. Pretend like I have a synergy account and I've been breaking down the tape mm. on all these guys and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, that's why I feel like the buzz around LaMelo is just going to grow because it's so much LaMelo. If you, if you're, if you're a talking head talking about the draft, and you come out with like facts and figures about LaMelo Ball, it's, it's a way to flex and be like, I'm smarter than all of you because I broke mm-hmm. down his tape mm-hmm. when he was playing <laughs> these games. And, and, you know, and if you're like, I like Anthony Edwards, no one cares. <laughs> no one really cares about that. No one's trying to hear that. So I think LaMelo Ball, uh, I don't know. I think, I think he's going to end up being uh, the number one pick, I think. I think I just talked myself into that, even though I, don't, I wouldn't do that if I was the Timberwolves. I would do Anthony Edwards. That's what I'm saying, but like, but but at the end of the day, that to me feels like a Joe Burrow number one pick, where you know, or Baker Mayfield number one pick, where you kind of go with your gut. It's not the the premier talent, but if you are the Minnesota Timberwolves, you you just yeah. say we want this guy in the building, we want him to be on our team, and and we'll figure out the pieces from there. But when you have the number one pick and you put the pressure, like what we saw with Markel Fultz, man, when you're the number one pick and then everyone. Yeah is all eyes on you. You're Anthony Edwards. You shot 28% when you were going at Chabonade, and now you're getting guarded by Clay Thompson and all these other two guards that are just trying to go at you. And that, that's a different environment. Like, I, I, I feel for Minnesota. I, in fact, the most interesting part of the draft was the Final Four, when they cut down to the Final Four, and it's like Chicago is there, which is like mm-hmm. the, the Bulls team that everyone wants to be good again because the NBA needs Chicago to be back. It's a big basketball market. We love Chicago here on this program. They let us do a mm-hmm. live show there in Chicago at Zanies. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see them. And then we got Devontae Graham, the most improved player, sitting there with Charlotte Horner. All the good luck in the world has, has like you said, made history, got them into the top three out of nowhere. They had a 6% chance for the number one pick at that point. You got Steph Curry with cornrows trying to pay homage to Allen Iverson. And also – 
He would rather have been anywhere else in the world than on. Well, how about when they showed the Larry <laughs> O'Brien trophies? I, I'm like, I think Steph wanted those to be with him, but I'm glad that you guys still did that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we cut him down. We get the final two. It's Steph versus his own team, his old teammate, D'Angelo Russell. And at the end of the day, it looks Steph like Steph versus the franchise that passed up on him twice. Yeah, it's like the franchise that drafted every other guard in his draft. They're like, we want Ty Lawson, we want Johnny Flynn, we want Ricky Rubio, we want Wayne Ellington over Stephen Curry. They they wanted a three point specialist, Wayne Ellington, over the three point specialist, right? So th- this is he's sitting there with that. They're also playing bubble like bubble basketball that he's not a part of. And then mm-hmm. I think the best case scenario for the Warriors, like you said, they get to Steph gets to bow out. Say, say his goodbyes, and then the Golden State Warriors get the best seat in the house, which is we can trade back if we want to, but we also have Minnesota to decide who the best player in the draft is, and then we yep. probably get the best player. I mean, yeah. Well, everyone's saying it, and by everyone, I mean like the four people <laughs> I saw say it. Uh, the Wiseman to the, the Warriors, because the, the, the Warriors have already kind of come out and said we, we're interested in trading the pick, because the Warriors, unlike a lot of these teams uh, at the top of the draft board, the Warriors are pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. they're a franchise that knows what they're doing. They're a franchise that's in win-now mode. They are not in the lottery because they suck as a franchise. They're in the mm-hmm. lottery because guys were hurt. Um, so it stands to reason that the Warriors are going to be pretty good next year. They don't need to rebuild around a LaMelo Ball or an Anthony Edwards. So they would take the guy that like is the best fit, which is probably James Wiseman, which is interesting because James Wiseman, on most people's big boards, James Wiseman is not like – the the some people have him in the number one discussion but it does seem to be like anthony edwards the mellow ball mm-hmm. but then like whoever doesn't go one if the warriors keep the pick maybe they fall to the hornets maybe you're getting is Lamelo ball coming to charlotte if it what how are, how are you processing where do you stand as a hornets <laughs> fan what are you thinking how do you see see this playing out yeah how are a, the hornets as, gonna screw this up yeah i was gonna say as a hornets fan when you really look at it, i mean if, if you're the warriors i think you pull the andrew wiggins right you're just like we want to find our our kevin love trade that cleveland did that year and we yeah. want to package something with one of these guys whether it be like a killian hayes or a tyrese halliburton one of the guys that you find another team that really wants and you package some sort of deal and you get a piece i mean i even I saw like halliburton a lot by the way halliburton, halliburton, I, halliburton's a great guy like to me that's someone that like if i had the number three pick and i'm the hornets it's uh let's trade back and get patrick williams Let's let's let, let's get some more picks and then just kind of like like I said, Giannis was the fifteenth pick. I don't know anything about this Denny guy uh, that that everyone keeps bringing up. Uh, Koc was he, was he Euroleague MVP? I'm sure he was. I'm no, I, definitely not the youngest. Get him out of my but, face if he's but, not. <laughs> well, he, but that's that's one of those people where it's like maybe you trade back. I don't know what the value is at number three, but if you want to sell tickets. The value is here. If Michael Jordan is listening, he's not. But if he was, Michael Jordan, let's sell tickets in Charlotte. We've done it before with Master P. We bring LeVar Ball in. Mm. And we bring LeVar Ball in and Facebook, and we bring the show to Charlotte. We, we set them up at, you know, the country club at Quell Hollow, whatever it may be. We put the Ball family there. We have cameras everywhere. LaMelo's, you know, living at home with his dad. He's working out with his dad. We get a lot of footage of LeVar every day trying to challenge Jordan to one-on-one games. Eventually, we get that game. Um, this is just a premium content the entire you completely, year. Completely, you, you've you've made me change my. I'm I'm once again for the fourth time already in the first mm. twenty minutes of this podcast. I'm changing who I think is going to go number one. It's going to be Anthony Edwards for because I thought yeah. what what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I was under the impression that the the Lamelo Ball hype would push him to number one, but I don't think they're shooting for number one. I think you're absolutely right. I think Levar Ball is like 
the whole campaign is going to be get my son to play for MJ so I could finally play MJ one-on-one. <laughs> yes, yes. And guess, That's who the else campaign. Was, yeah. guess who else was the third pick? Michael Jordan. So if Michael Jordan's franchise picks yeah. LaMelo Ball, brings yeah. him into the building, yeah. they play the whole game. You know, they, they, yeah. they're, they're like, we want to play for you. We want to play for your franchise. Right, yeah. and, then, and then once he gets in the building, they take over. And then Michael Jordan is like, you know what? This isn't even worth the headache. Sells the Hornets, goes to Chicago, buys a piece of the Bulls, the Bulls are back. He, he has Kobe White to, to nurture and make the Bulls great again. We saved the NBA. And also, the balls are in the house, and they're in Charlotte. There Dude, this go. is this – is, you're, you're, you're spot on. Because the same thing happened with Lonzo. They weren't trying to get Lonzo to be number one. They were trying no. to get Lonzo to L.A. Number two. Yeah, it's all about fit. Number two. It's all about yeah, fit. Because he wears jersey number two, and it's L.A. It's like, yes. yeah, they're, they're trying to find – you're absolutely right. Anthony Edwards is going number one. Mm. Uh, I, I think the Warriors are going to end up trading down. I don't think they're going to take Wiseman at two because they could – that just doesn't seem Ngaku, Ngaku is who I was thinking of before from, oh, from yeah, USC. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's the one that's going to jump up and maybe the Warriors take him and try to package him in some, some sort of deal. But, but I feel they, like the they Warriors, want a real player, like you're saying. I think they're going to trade down any – like either trade the pick altogether and just like be like we punt on this draft as mm-hmm. a whole or like trade down to like the eighth, ninth, whatever. Because they probably are looking at it like we don't need any of these guys. We don't need, we don't need to take a big swing. So who mm-hmm. – like – why don't we Why don't we trade down to six and cross our fingers? James Wiseman will still be there, and if he's not, we'll take Obi Toppin if he's there or mm-hmm. whoever else. Precious, like, precious. We'll trade Achua. again. I don't know. Yeah. What if What if everybody trades down? Let's. Is that possible? Can everybody that, that, trade all their picks? Like, do we? Is there a way we can not even have a draft at all? <laughs> I think that's that's sort of the question. Is like everyone keeps saying that these teams want to trade down, and by everyone, I mean you and I right now to each other. But like, who wants to trade up? Is the real yeah, question? Who's, who's and, trying to take it? And yeah. I think there's a range of guys that want to trade up. It's the the. Detroit Pistons of the world it's the New York Knicks of the world it's the Washington Wizards of the world mm-hmm. it's those guys that are that are in that range of we need to get up and go get a guy but like you said this is a draft where you're not really going up to get a guy no. but they're gonna make that move it, it feels like I'm just gonna say it it feels like the New York Knicks with the World Wide West it, let's just lay it all out there so okay. we we <laughs> uh we basically we did our list of college basketball teams as NBA comps, and the Kentucky fans, Big Blue Nation, our favorite fans. Uh, mm. For for all the Kentucky fans that are listening, you're our favorite fans. Um, they there came are no at us. Kentucky fans listening. <laughs> they're not listening. They, they came at our necks, of course, uh, and they're and they're saying we're upset. Who is Kentucky at the NBA? You you yeah. cowards can't even find a team. And the reason is because the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, and thanks to Brian Eyes for this note. Since they've had first-round picks, uh, they have made seven first-round picks from the Kentucky Wildcats. And I have to say that again. Seven players that were first-round picks for the Charlotte Hornets played at Kentucky in the history of time. Who, so, P.J. Washington. Rex Chapman Rex was the Chapman. first. Rex Chapman. Yes, in 1988. Uh, that's all I know. Who, who, are mean, they, who are they? Oh, Malik Monk. Malik Monk. I mean, the list goes – Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who I've mentioned Michael before. Gilchrist, I, mean, I mean, it's okay. seven guys. I mean, we get three we more, get, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and guess what? None, none of it helped. None of it worked. Uh, and that's where we are where I could say, hey, if you really want me to pick a team – because, first of all, Kentucky, your whole point is we don't, we don't do professional basketball. You know, we're college yeah. basketball. Like, that's the way they try to knock North Carolina and stuff. So, I thought you didn't want to play this game. But if you do want to play this game, you have so many Kentucky first-round picks that are in Charlotte. Your answer may be the Charlotte Hornets, but that's not an answer you want to hear. But the real answer, upon review on our end, is uh-huh. the New York Knicks. The new New York Knicks. Okay. The new right. New York Knicks. Right. Say that right. again. World Wide West goes there. Leon Rose goes there. We got basically a campaign to get Calipari to be in some sort of GM executive role at some point. I don't think he's going to be a coach anymore. I think he's going to step up above that uh, and be somewhere else with the Knicks. But 
the Knicks in general want to make a move. They feel like they have the eighth pick every single year uh, and, and yet somehow have not been able to make Kevin Knox and some of these other guys work out. This is the year that they make the trade for Killian Hayes or, uh, or, or Devin Vassell or something like that where they, they jump up and make a big swing. And uh, I don't know. Then I could officially say they're Kentucky. Dude, I think I think the Cal thing makes sense. Like, I, I I know it's a meme at this point. It's the it's it's on par with like Brad Stevens to IU and all that. Like talking about Cal taking an NBA job, but dude, that has to be his his exit strategy when he leaves Kentucky. Not to coach, like you said, but like if if I'm the Knicks, I back a dump truck up to John Calipari and I say, yeah. all right, you're, you're you want to get out of coaching. You're done coaching. All we want you to do is just like attach your name to our franchise. And by doing, and then show up at these recruiting meetings and recruit agents. Yeah, yeah, recruit. That's all we want you to do. Yeah. That's it. Just like once a summer, we want you to go to the Hamptons and and wine and dine Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis and the rest of them, De'Aaron Fox and all of his guys, all the other Kentucky players yes. that we all yes. know and love. Uh, yeah, I I didn't pick a Kentucky comparison because I think Kentucky's incomparable. I think Kentucky is the gold standard of basketball, not just college basketball, basketball as a whole. And I thought I just felt like it was unfair. I I think if I now that I think on it more, I'd say the '90s Bulls probably. <laughs> yeah, there's only one. There's only yeah. one Kentucky. That's what it is. That's, that's what why it is. I didn't. That's why I didn't pick Kentucky. Uh, yeah. the Knicks. So here's my thought on this. <laughs> this I I. Uh, I saw far too many Nick reactions. I saw far too many headlines already that were like, ah, man, those, the Knicks unlucky yet again for the, mm. in the draft. And, oh, man, woe is me. And it sucks being a Knicks fan. We're, this is the worst. And I just – I don't know. I want the Knicks to be good because I want this woe is me bullshit to stop. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, one of the most annoying things is Knicks fans pretending like they're the most downtrodden sports fans on earth when – no, you're not. You're you're not even close to the worst mm-hmm. in in this country. You're not even worse than the NBA. <laughs> and you're pretending like it's uh it's just the entitlement, the New York entitlement of like <laughs> we're New York, we should be the best at everything. But then I don't want them to be good because they don't deserve it. I don't I don't want Knicks fans to be happy. All the Knicks fans are bitch all the time. Like I get it. James Dolan sucks. Your franchise isn't as good as it should be. You're looking at you're like we are New York. We we have the the mecca of basketball. It's all it all aligns except James Dolan won't get out of the way. I get how that's frustrating, but like, I don't know, 75% of the owners in professional sports, more than that, 90% of owners in professional sports are the exact same way and the worst and, 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 <laughs> and actively like get in the way of, of winning and, and piss off their fan base. And like, that's part of being a fan of a professional franchise. I don't know. Tate. I'm just, I, I like already the reaction, like the Knicks were entitled to get the number one pick. It's the same thing last year with Zion. You saw all the, like the photoshops of Zion and a Knicks Jersey and Zion. And, like tonight's the night we're going to get the, what makes you think that, that you're going to win? Like, even if you had the number one chance, you still have a 14% chance of getting it. Yeah. And the, what do they have that they had a 9% chance tonight. So they had 91%. Let's flip it the other way. 91% chance not to get the number one pick. So that's, right. that's a better way to look at it. And to be quite honest, the, the what they really need is to stop caring when they lose because as long as James Dolan, who has not just the New York Knicks, but all, you know, there's television, all these other things, he has other business and other income. As long as the income is steady, it's not like a massive drop off. He does, what, what does it matter if we get the eighth yeah. pick? Guess what? If we get the eighth pick, then we, we, we keep on rolling. We, oh, everything, yeah, everything, everything just keeps yeah. going. So yeah. what they need to do, Mark Titus, is the, the apathy needs to, to speak so many volumes mm-hmm. that it, it reverberates all the way through so James Dolan can hear that because then he might care. But until that point, he doesn't care. But I think that 
Misery loves company, and the Knicks that they have they love to wade in the misery together. In fact, if the Knicks became good, I would be pressed to find many Knicks fans that would know the starting five. If Tyrese Halliburton was the best player in the Knicks, I don't think that they would be gung ho and talking about Tyrese Halliburton. But I could be wrong. I hope that we have a chance to see something like that where they get the a Knicks. Play. Here's Tyrese a comparison. Hall- I'm putting it out there. Tyrese Halliburton to the Knicks. That seems like a good fit. He's one of the best players in the draft. You need a point guard. Take him. Here's here's a comparison. The Knicks are Indiana. The Knicks are IU. (laughs) The Knicks have like the the Knicks and IU fans both Uh, have the same mindset of like we deserve this. You're like, why do you deserve it? You're like, because I said so. And we we're basketball. We are we are the yeah yeah we are we are basketball can't exist. Close your eyes and picture Mm -hmm. basketball without us. And you're like, all right, done. What's the big Giannis Antetokounmpo? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Knicks are IU, and it's like yeah 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 oh. Anyway, that's it. That that's that's becoming frustrating every year. You know what's great is that we like you call the Knicks Indiana. I call the Knicks Kentucky, and the (laughs) (laughs) it's like, are you guys kidding me? Every year the lottery happens, the Knicks fans pretend like they were screwed because they had like a three percent chance to get the number one pick, and it didn't happen. And that's proof that God hates the Knicks, and nothing good will ever happen to the Knicks. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. the Hornets have to remind people they even exist. Thank you. Thank you got you. the goddamn Pacers getting a four seed in every playoffs for my entire life <laughs> and losing in the first or second round. And then every so often, Paul George comes along or Reggie Miller comes along and mm-hmm. you lose to one of the goats in the conference finals. And that's like, uh, whoa, we did it. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, really? we're like, we got there. We got to the mountaintop. We, we didn't look around. We just I mean, got for there. God's sakes, there really are like five – basketball franchises that are like i love my franchise and it's been a lot of fun being a fan of this team <laughs> and the rest of them are like this sucks it, it, yeah, this it, absolutely it, sucks why which, why yeah why why does god hate us is what everyone mm-hmm. says but the knicks fans pretend like they're the only ones i don't know i learned a lot tonight about the nba pendulum and this brings up a great point what you're talking about like who's in and who's out and what i learned as we did our esp and pan around and we got to brad darty who looks like no one alerted him that he was on camera yet yeah. love brad darty number one pick one of the greatest NASCAR analysts you'll ever find, and basketball players. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show him Cleveland is out. The pendulum has swung back the other way. LeBron James brought Cleveland back. He kicked Charlotte to the curb for a whole mm-hmm. decade. He was like, Charlotte can't exist and thrive. There can only be one small market that can do well in a place like Ohio, a place like North Carolina, a place like you know Louisiana. You, you can only pick one or the other. Charlotte is now in. Charlotte is in the top four. Uh, Cleveland sitting on the outside at five. Get them out of here. Charlotte takes their spot. Uh, the goat is back. Give him his crown. Uh, that was the best part of the night. I was like, Chicago's back in. Charlotte's back in. Golden State, we know they're in. Minnesota, they're trying to make something happen with that 2015 draft. They're, they're, they keep trying to make Devin Booker and Carl uh, Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell work or happen or whatever. They're trying to make Fetch happen. I don't think it's going to happen, <laughs> they're but, they're in, yeah. but they yeah. are in, you know? And that four, yeah. that four is in. And I saw in Brad Darty's eyes, uh, he was just like, man, I think we're out. And uh, <laughs> yeah. poor Cleveland. I, I just I pour one out for Cleveland every time I think about Cleveland. They've just gone through so Cleveland, much. can you imagine if, if Cleveland four years ago they were in the finals and they dude, won Mark Titus. If the Cavs don't win the title in twenty sixteen, which they were what, twenty seconds away from not A winning? Suspension away, yes. Right, yeah. I mean God, it was you know how close they were to, to not winning. Oh my god. How like they might as well fold the franchise if, with mm-hmm. what happened. Do you have LeBron leave twice? To not win a title, to now like what what to have to hire a, a guy in his sixties to be the new f- head of your franchise and, and lead you into the the next phase, the post LeBron world, and then he's like fired or he resigns within 
He's like, I can't do like it. Like a half season. He's like, yeah. all right, I'm out. Oh my God. Yeah, it would, it would, it would be a disaster. But now everyone can point to it and be like, well, you won the title in 2016, so stop complaining. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's the curse. Like that is gonna end up being one of the most cursed titles of all time. I feel like if the world exists in yeah, 2130, I, we're gonna look back and be like, can you believe that in 2016 the Cavs won the title? That's yeah, I know. <laughs> it really, it really is. Uh one final note on the lottery. They get, they they need a new process. They need uh I don't like the mm. envelopes. I don't I, I I love the NHL thing where the ball you do it live. We'll do it live. Let's do it live. I you love, can't do it live if it's rigged, Mark. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like we need some transparency. That's what here. I just told. The pendulum has swung. The, the, <laughs> the, the powers that be have spoken. Charlotte is in. Cleveland is out. I don't. I, I don't understand the argument for not doing it live. Other like if if you're not rigging it, you have to do it live, right? Right. Like what? I don't. I don't get it. Is it I'm like an Ernst? The fifth, is, is it is, like an I'm going to call the Cleveland. I'm calling it the Cleveland now. I'm pleading I, the fifth. I can't say anything. I, I think it's a Ernst, Ernst and Young thing. Like they Ernst and Young demands that they get a guy there who puts gloves on and gets to carry the envelopes from the back room to the, mm-hmm. to the podium. And they pay like $5 million for the right to do that. And <laughs> I think that's really what it is. I mean, no, I'm, I think you're right. Yeah. It would be so such better TV. Cause like, I don't want to see Mark Tatum. Mark Tatum. You seem like a nice enough guy, whatever, but I don't. Mark I don't, Tatum seems like you and I like mixed together in people's heads. You know, they would come up see, with Mark yeah, Tatum. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Mark Tatum, to be to be honest, he seems a little too like happy to be there. Like he needs to dial a bit. He he really does look like a guy that's like off the street and they they he threw a suit on him and he's like, oh my god, I'm doing the lottery. And he's like, all right, number fourteen, the Boston Celtics. Uh, and it's like, Mark, dial it back a little bit, dude. You can't be that. Well, it's also when he when he shows like uh, Sacramento, for example. It's like they cut to De'Aaron Fox and he's obviously not happy. Yeah. So they show <laughs> they show like Troy Weaver with the Pistons. Like he's not excited. He's like, yeah. uh, we fell. That sucks. Like, I, Why I doesn't – why – I, I want to see a five-star recruit do it this way. Wouldn't that be <laughs> awesome? Like the, the recruits have tapped into every other way to announce their decision. Can we get a guy with to come out with envelopes and have a podium? Mm-hmm. And hire Mark Tatum. Have Mark Tatum do it. <laughs> like, and the number five school and the Josh Anderson sweepstakes – Marquette. Yeah, Marquette, you, I'm sorry. You're not going to get him. Uh, the number cut, four cut to, school. Cut to Wojo. He's like. <laughs> 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 he turns off his Zoom, turns off his camera. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> and then he does That's the number good. two, and the number two hangs their head, and then the number one's already celebrating and uh, losing their mind because they know what it means. And, yeah, and – why, why does the recruit do that? That's a good idea. That's a, good that's idea, a, great, right? that's a great idea. Let's sell let's, – uh, our next five-star commitment. Or, or do ping pong balls. Ping pong balls would be awesome too. And just load up every – and rig the ping pong ball somehow to like do an order. But that that is next level. We, we, should I – should we start a recruiting consulting firm where we yes. like yes. help recruits make announcements? Because that would be – that would be next level. I, I would be all in on a recruit if he did that. If he had ping pong balls and he was like, I'm going – to Kentucky. And he's I, I know that we're already the bane of existence for a lot of coaches as far as like the things that we discuss in this program, but the idea mm-hmm. of us having a consulting group to charge people for that information and, and, yeah. and give yeah. what we think would be the best. I mean, we would become full on pariahs. Speaking and, of, bane, uh, of bane, of, bane of coaches, I had no fewer than two college basketball coaches of teams that I made comparisons to call me and bitch about the comparison mm-hmm. I made. Yeah. And then I asked them, who do you want me to compare you to? And they couldn't give me an answer. They were just pissed off that I picked the, the NBA team. I picked They're Like, Come on, man, you can't do that to us. And I was like, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. What do you want from me? That's what I'm literally going to pull up. I had the same thing. Kendall Marshall, friend of the program officially now K butter five came back at me and he basically, I sent this to you. He's like, this is interesting. I want to think about my list. He sent back his list, Los Angeles, Lakers, Duke, 
San Antonio Spurs, North Carolina, and then putting the oh, caveat, missed no. the tournament this year. That's a great point. That's a great <laughs> point. It's a great point, Mark. And of course, the I culture, did. the culture of Carolina, the yeah. Spurs stole from the Carolina culture. We all know that. Greg Popovich stole from Dean Smith. Um, it does make a lot of sense. That was the big addendum that I had. He sent a full list. Um, Boston was Kentucky on his list, and I and I, I thought that could work. That's the one. I feel like it. I feel like it's either the Spurs or the Warriors is what people want to be. College team, like college coaches, want to be considered the Spurs of college basketball or the Villanova, Warriors the Warriors yeah. officially for me, Spurs, North Carolina. That's what I'm going to go. We should have done. We should have done a troll one. We should have, <laughs> I guess it's not too late. That's, we could do that, another that's one. what we call next year. Uh, yeah. We do it next year. <laughs> where We're just like the Lakers are Virginia. And then just watch people yeah. just get so upset. We've created the bit and now we come back uh, and, and we just get people. All I thought about, I honestly got thought about doing nothing but like just tiny ass schools. Like, <laughs> like Chaminade and yeah. Pacific. And, and I should have just done like West Coast. <laughs> yes. And of course, <laughs> they're Houston Royal Rockets America or the Mountains. Camel Camels. Uh, Chris Clemens leading this team. <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder, Cal State Northridge, obviously. <laughs> I think <you> look at- <laughs> Everyone's been saying this. Oh, man. Uh, any other lottery thoughts? Uh, good, good night for the Hornets. You're happy. It doesn't matter. You, you, you moved up. The draft sucks. You're not going to get anybody that's going to change the franchise, but it's good. You, you're, you're, it's better to have the third pick than to have the fifth pick. Right? I will say this. Thing. The 10th pick, that's the pick. I don't know who it's going to be. It might be Tyrese Halliburton. It might be Precious Achua. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it's going to be, but the 10th pick, that's where I see the value coming. And the, and the 10th pick is the Phoenix Suns. It's gonna, uh, the, the eight no bubble Suns. The rich get rich. Obi Toppin. Obi, I'm, I'm starting Obi the Obi Toppin top number five. one pick campaign uh, officially. This has become my draft shtick is mm. I, I just go all in on like the guy who dominated college basketball because, uh, you know, I think I think I, I made my bed during the Luka draft when I, I love Marvin Bagley, which, by the way, I want to go. I, I, the, We're for not the rest wrong of my, for loving Marvin Bagley. For the rest of my life, uh, for the rest of my life, my draft reputation hinges on me being like Jim Calhoun talking mm-hmm. about why I didn't take Ryan Gomes. Marvin Bagley is not bad. He's mm. not bad. DeAndre Ayton is not bad. He's a good player. <laughs> He's, He's a, a good, good player. player. We took Ayton and we took Bagley, and they're good players. They're not bad. They're not bad. Luca is good. I here, will concede Luca is good. Here's how it happens. They're not here's bad. How, here's how it happens. This is how we save Marvin Bagley. This is how we get America and the media to fall back in love with Mark. This is how we get Doris yeah. Burke to say, what an amazing story. A guy that was downtrodden for the Luka pick and has made his way back to this Boston Celtics team and has got Ooh. them rolling. That's what's going to happen. And uh, all of that talk about Marvin Bagley not being uh, a talented, supreme talented guy. He's going to go to Boston. He's going to tap into that potential. He, um, he- Harry he really Giles is another the- Boston Celtics guy like that that I feel like he's going to go trying to get everybody the Celtics. Uh. Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is – look, I'll say this. I know, I know that I, I've said bad things about the Celtics on this program. Like, I didn't want them to be Carolina. The thing that scares me about the Celtics the most, maybe in the bubble, is that I think Brad Stevens could coach a team to the finals. You know what I mean? Like, in an environment mm-hmm. like this. Like, when you just take everything away, when you strip mm-hmm. away all the distractions and it's just basketball – and you have to actually scheme and scout and game plan and get guys to buy in and run a system and and be 100% in decisions that they're making. That's why Jalen Brown looks so good at basketball. When you watch him at Cal, people are like, I just didn't see this. It's like, he didn't know what the hell he's doing. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> like, Ivan Rab, what are you doing? Like, I cannot do this by myself. And Brad Stevens can, like, put people in the right spots and, and actually run a team. Is that an indictment on Conzo? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, my goodness. I'm so upset. I, I did the not Conzo mean to say that. Of, uh... Conzo. So I thought the... I was going after Viking. So I... <laughs> 
Uh, so if, if, yeah, if the bubble is like, has a March madness feel, there's no distractions. It's, 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 it's a college feel go with the college. Are you, are you saying Billy Donovan versus Brad Stevens in the finals? Take it to that level. The two, the two best college coaches we have in the NBA. I will say uh, <laughs> NBA basketball won today when the Houston Rockets basically just punked Billy Donovan and his college team uh, with Chris Paul. They just basically like, like Russell Westbrook started coaching the Rockets and it was just like, okay, these are the kids that are playing over here and these are the professionals. Mm-hmm. And it's like grizzled, you know, PJ Tucker and Austin River, all these guys have just been through so much. Daniel House trying to prove his value in the league and they just go at their throat. And then I said to myself, all right, well, OKC, that dark horse contender, it's a bad matchup like we talked about. But Brad Stevens on the other side has that coaching. The guys buy in. Like tonight the Lakers seem to buy in. Uh, and Anthony Davis kind of led the charge there. Uh, but Brad Stevens always has them ready. I don't understand how the talent translates with Brad Stevens. I mean, it's the same thing when he was at college. I, I don't understand how we look at these people on paper. We look at the roster. We look at the the what's I don't I I just I'm I'm always amazed by how I feel like they all get 100% out of themselves, right? Like when they play, like yeah. like Jalen Brown to me is the best version he could be as a pro. Jason yeah. Tatum to me is yeah. the best version he could be as a pro. Yeah. Um, Gordon well, I mean, Hayward the, is the best version he could be with one foot right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. like and he, and he like and he plays to it's like it's an economical game but it's all because they are they're so aware of what they're actually trying to do because i think brad does such a good job of coaching them as to what their what their actual goal is in a game um so you're just trying to you're trying to endure yourself to brad stevens so he doesn't take no i'm not i'm telling you why i'm scared about the celtics you don't want him to take the duke job you're trying to do all you can to take the duke Um, job let's talk about the playoff we're gonna we're gonna take a break uh in the meantime draft obi Toppin number one that's that's Mm. that's my that's my takeaway i'm i'm obi Toppin is marvin bagley of this draft i think Mm -hmm. lamello is luca Lamelo is Luca. Let's put that out there. Yeah, let's, that's let, a good one. That's clip this one. clip. Make this clip. Tweet that. Yeah. yeah. What, what what do they do? Like they do like the fuck Mary kill between the the yeah. James Harden, yeah. Luca, and Lamelo. <laughs> we just pin those three guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new meme. Luca, Lamelo, Lamelo, Harden. Yeah. And then you you, you you hit tweet. You turn your phone off. You go to the beach, and then you you check in on your phone in like forty eight hours, and, you and see it's exploded. Happened. You've <laughs> lost your verified check, and uh, Lavar Ball is following you. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about the playoffs. Quick break to talk about our friends at Whoop. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personal insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are, how much stress you put on your body throughout the day, from your workouts, your normal stressors of life. We've talked about it on the show for a while. Whoop is uh, uh, Whoop is a friend of mine, Tate. I <laughs> what, what the thing I've I've talked a lot about the recovery. I've talked a lot about the sleep. Uh, I've talked a lot about this number that they give you to, to tell you how much to push yourself. What I, what I love about it, I, I like to go running. Uh, n- every run is different. So uh, when I go running, it's sometimes the, the heat plays a factor. and I'm not as fast. Sometimes it's not as hot and I'm running at night. Uh, sometimes my feet are hurting. Sometimes whatever. There's a lot of factors that go into it. When you get done, uh, you know, if you run three miles at an eight-minute pace, it's not, not every run is the same. If you, just because you do eight minutes for three, you know what I'm saying? I get it. I get there are different saying. factors. There's different factors. So what happens is whoop factors it all in. And mm. basically all they care about is how hard you're pushing yourself. So if it's like really easy, they'll call you out on it. They'll be like, Mm-mm. you didn't exert yourself as much as you thought you did, buddy. 
And if it's really hard and you, you don't run as fast because it's so hot outside, they're like, hey, we took that into account. Don't worry. Anyway, that's what I love about it. Uh, I, I, got, I got some good feedback on my last run. I was feeling pretty good about myself. So Congrats. Uh, what, what are you doing for exercise right now, by the way? I got foundation training twice a week, man. Uh, working on the back. I uh, played golf last weekend. had no back problems because nice. your boy's built uh, 78. So make, make the haters mad. Haters are upset. Haters are furious. <laughs> the, upset. Haters, the haters get absolutely disgusted <laughs> when they find out that Tate is not just like a nerdy schlub. Yeah, I know. It's they the get worst. disgusted. Yeah. Oh. In fact, the people, two of the people that I played with, uh, I think that, that's what they came for, to be honest yeah. with you. And like the whole time I could tell, I was like, these guys seem really irritated. Shout out to the guy at the Bloomington live show that asked if you could beat Kyle one-on-one. <laughs> anyway, back to Whoop. Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code Titus at checkout. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter code Titus, that is T-I-T-U-S, to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter with Whoop today. And we're not done yet. We were also brought to you by NHTSA. That's right, NHTSA. We're going to get a little serious here. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You get in a crash, people get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising, some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the U.S. die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet, too. You could get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We used to get Kyle a sober scooter ride home. Dude, That's always nice. Can I just say, LA is a big driving city. And, you know, like we, we haven't had this problem now because there's nowhere to go. But, like, I actually enjoy driving. And it gives you an excuse to leave early. Like, everyone mm -hmm. loves the Irish goodbye. Like, don't be a drunken idiot. If you're not drinking and driving, it's a perfect situation. You drive to the bar, you have one drink over the course of like two hours, and then you're like, I can't, I can't stay, guys. I got to go because I have to drive home. I can't. Never drinking. overstay your welcome. Always yeah. like you and I both were Irish goodbyers, and uh, we stand by it. People it's always, you, you leave the people wanting more, you get home safely, uh, and there's always consequences to driving drunk. Uh, and that's one thing for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. That, that is for sure. Drive sober or get it's pulled over. Wrong. It's wrong. Let's get into the playoff talk. All right, Tate, let's talk about these playoffs going on. Uh, we are two games into every single one of these series. Yep. Um, the Lakers lost. I think mm. that's, that's all anyone wants to talk about. That's, uh, the, the Bucks lost, and everyone's like, eh, whatever. The Lakers lost, and suddenly the sky is – the Clippers also lost, by the way. A lot of losing going on. A lot of winning. As it turns out, as many teams are winning as they are losing. Uh, <laughs> the Lakers – the Lakers lost game one. They, they beat the hell out of the Blazers in game two. That was a game we just got done watching. Um, they made shots, basically. Yes. Anthony Davis decided to show up. Uh, where, where do we stand on the Lakers? What, make sense of this for me. Yeah, where, would, where do we stand is a great question because it, you just said it. Anthony Davis, after the game, that he does his post-game press conference, they're like, man, you look like a bat out of hell. Uh, what happened? You know, game one, Lavelle Moton, one of our favorite coaches on the program, he's tweeting. Anthony Davis on the three-point line, you know, I've seen this story before, like, you know, get in the paint, make some plays. The, the whole first game, it was just everyone in the world critiquing what the Lakers were doing. LeBron played a pretty good game, or, I mean, played a great game, honestly, for what he's able to do right now. Like 23, 17, whatever, 15, something like that, something crazy. 
But then denying Anthony Davis, uh, like you said, he came out, was super aggressive. The Lakers made a little, you know, lineup shift there, go big early on. JaVel plays great to open the game, kind of sets the tone. And Anthony Davis is full on the primary option for the Lakers in this game. I don't know what kind of pep talk he had with Jason Kidd and LeBron James, but obviously in Rondo, I don't know what Rondo said to him, but it obviously, you know, got him fired up. And I think if anything, if you're a Lakers fan or if you're the Bucks, you can't overreact to anything because home court advantage is not – obviously, we, we have nothing. We're in a bubble. It doesn't yeah. matter. The, the Blazers and the Magic, they have nothing to lose in a game one, and yeah. all the pressure is on those one seeds in a bubble because they have nothing to really rely on or lean on. In fact, tonight, the Lakers team decided to be the fans. And what I've learned about LeBron James throughout his entire career, and it's one thing that I actually appreciate about him – or. You know, it's just like that, that he does love and feed off the energy of a crowd. He really does. He like, does, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, it's like a thing. Like, he, he needs that. You saw that with the Warriors so many times with Steph Curry. It was like in Oracle, he needed to have these moments where they got silent to, like, mm-hmm. fire him up. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just what, how he plays. And he even said when we first had the Corona stuff coming out, he was like, I'm, I'm not playing in an arena without fans. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think I am? LeBron James so like they got over that I think that's a big deal uh that mental aspect of it you know he he said tonight when they showed him that they are built different I am not a hundred percent gung-ho on the fact that the Lakers are going to wrap this thing up in five games I don't think it'll be that easy but I do think they'll win the series and I think that the Bucks will also win the series and I think normalcy will return a little bit to the playoffs just because we have a few yeah I don't that's what's weird is obviously we're in unprecedented times but you want to apply the the standard uh, playoff theory playoff theories to what's going on and i don't know if you could do that because like there's no there is no home court advantage and that goes beyond like the fans it it goes to uh sleeping in your own bed versus sleeping in a hotel the the, the rest patterns the the distractions like all i said that Giannis was like i can't do my routine like i can't yeah all the routines are thrown out the window and uh you know like if you're a fan you a lot of times when that stuff gets brought up it's after the fact after a team loses and then you start hearing about that it just sounds like excuses um, I don't necessarily think it's an excuse. As, as I, I obviously did not play in the National Basketball Association. I didn't even really play in college. But uh, I, you know, when I was playing and I was in high school and I was pretty good, like I, we, we, I had a routine. And like you fuck up my routine, I was like, oh my god, what, I, I don't know. Like, and, and and you could observe it when I'm playing in college. Like every single guy on the team, I had to get the hell out of the way. Like before games, these guys have their. Some guys like take a shower and they'll just like stand in the shower for. 30 minutes and just like stand there. And then they, they go, they get OCD with stuff and they touch. And the, the point is, is like, you have these like little things that they get you going and it works for guys and you take all that away. I think there is some validity to that. I do. Yeah, I don't, it, I don't, it's I, like a mint, you know, like I always hear people say that like, you have to get a lather in a game. Like LeBron's one of those guys. It's like, Oh, he's got a lather going. You know, he's like, yeah, like he's yeah, got, he's, yeah. he's like ready to go now. It's like, there's a mental aspect to it. Like get yourself mentally in the space to play yeah. an NBA playoff game. And I I've seen it with Giannis. I can see his frustration, like just playing yeah. the game. He's yelling at the refs more than I've ever seen him yell at the refs, and he's doing some like he Dude, tripped over he, his own feet today. And you even just, the refs, even the refs aren't. I, I saw you were tweet, you were on this today, tweeting yeah. about uh, the, there's no superstar treatment. How yeah. much of that is because there's no crowds and like the refs, I you know they like, have nothing to lean on to say yeah. like this is what we want. Like I, I, I right. I'm not I'm not playing to a crowd, right? I'm not. A, yeah. The show is for the TV audience, and the TV audience I can't hear. It's yep. just loud crowd noise is being pumped in. In fact, I've heard. Some of the players complaining about how loud the crowd noise is that they're pumping in. It sounds great on TV for us, but in the actual gym, some of the guys are like, I can't even actually like communicate 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like they're like pumping in this fake crowd noise, and we all know playing there's no crowd, so it's just it's it, it's, weird. it's a bizarre thing, and and I I think it's it's. I, I do not necessarily think – I mean, I think the Lakers are going to win the series, but I don't necessarily think it is going to go chalk. Like, the playoffs aren't going to necessarily go chalk. And I do think that, like – I don't know. the Ro- We could get, like, a Rockets-Celtics finals, which, yeah. like, it w- would not shock me even a little bit uh, because j- just some of those norms of, of – I mean, I, I joked about it at the top, that the Magic and the Blazers win game one. Now they got to go home and defend home court. Like, that's how we would be talking if this was a yeah. real playoff series. And you'd have, like – damn, the Lakers are now going to have to go win one in Portland and that Portland crowd's going to be raucous and like, it, it's going to be interesting. And Gary Trent Jr. is going to be shooting 60% from yeah, three yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, he gets going, he feeds off the crowd. Now all of a sudden it's not, it's just every single game is the exact same as the game before it and it just gets monotonous almost. To, I, th- that's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out when you get to game five, six, seven uh, with, with these series and they've been going against each other and there's really nothing new about it because there, there's no wrinkles being added to any of this like in terms of, momentum either way it's just like i don't know it, it, it's it's very very bizarre because I, I i i've enjoyed the bubble it's been fun to watch the games i think the games have been unbelievable I, I adam silver tonight was asked what's the biggest surprise he said the quality of play um and 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 i will echo that sentiment that i i've really really enjoyed it but man it has been weird these first two games do not feel like the playoffs and i don't even know if that's a criticism it's just like an observation of like even watching the game, even watching tonight, the Lakers beat the Blazers, and I didn't think, okay, now their series is tied at one. Now we have a five-game series. Like, I'm not like – my mm-hmm. brain's not like working like it does when you watch the playoffs and you're like, oh, th- th- this is a must-win. You don't want to get down 2-0. You don't want to – like, I'm not really thinking that way. I'm just like, oh, yeah, another basketball game. Let's watch it. And that's bizarre to me. And, and it does feel like – I mean, everyone keeps saying it's NCAA tournament vibes. It does feel almost, like you said, like at the end of a game, it feels like LeBron has vanquished the Trailblazers for some reason. It feels like, you know, it's like, all right. We're, we're, he got over yeah. the hump there, like as if yeah, they were yeah. playing the playing games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Blazers had to beat them twice to move on. But, but the, it does feel I, I don't even know what the celebration is. You don't want to get too high or too low. But what is even killed in the bubble even look like? And and mm-hmm. just to not even focus on the Lakers, but the other LA team, the Clippers. I think another example of this is getting too affected by the highs and the lows. Like Paul Pierce or Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce yeah. is a whole nother question. Yeah. Or a whole nother story. Uh, Paul George, you know, he is on Instagram. Oof. People were, I mean, now we all know about the Dame Lillard stuff that happened early on in the bubble in the regular season of the bubble. But anyways, he goes back, he calls himself playoff P. Is that the worst nickname in, in sports right now? Well, it's just, I mean, I like, Paul George is I, self appointed I like, one, which is a huge problem. I'm very anti self appointed nicknames. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's my positive spin. Paul George is the best fisher in the bubble. He's the best fisher in the <laughs> bubble. Okay, that's 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 a fact. That's a fact. But when it comes to basketball, uh, like the 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 back and forth of social media and the fact that, like you're saying, you don't get to go home and like have the chill out moments. So maybe someone that's close in your in your group or your family or your significant other, whoever it may be, can say. Paul, just chill. You know what I mean? Like, just like, but like, if yeah. you're just in a room, you just got done playing a game, and then you have all these people that are online talking shit about you and I both know they this. Called it, they called him Pandemic P. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's it, just like, look, I have to like say something, but then that's, and then you're you're just responding to people. You're living in this bubble, this vacuum, and then you have, you're playing against Luca, who is just the most contagious contagious basketball player in the bubble in the sense like when he's having fun and be careful with that word these these times contagious you're right you're right you're right you're right yeah 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 in 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 a basketball sense the yeah, guy, yeah i know what you mean it's infectious infectious uh, also a problem yeah, exactly, yeah. whatever you want to say uh what's the word 
Uh, Luke, he's Luke, fun. It, People a, like him. That, yeah. I mean, Boban after the game with Shaq, you know, you like the Mavs have endeared themselves, right? Like you just like, yeah. man, this team seems like they're having a lot of fun with each other. The pressure isn't quite there. And the Lakers and the Bucks and all the guys that are supposed to win, they seem to be playing with that that yeah, full-on yeah, yeah. pressure. And I think – I mean, it, it'll obviously the, adjust. The Mavs, the, the Mavs did it. The, the Clippers were coming back, and I thought, oh, here we go. I, at long last, I saw the Mavericks win a basketball game. This yeah. is something that I have – I'm not sure I've seen all season. <laughs> uh, it, that, that was nice. It was nice to see that. But, yeah, Paul George, no, nothing says I don't care what anyone says. I, I'm not listening to the criticism. Like a guy turning to social media and posting something that says I don't – give a damn what you think of me yes and then, and then joel Embiid is in the comments with the 100 emojis which is another guy like that sums up the bubble to me right now is the 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 like the two guys that are most deserving of criticism or, or whatever is paul george posting i don't give a damn what anyone thinks about me and then joel Embiid saying like facts <laughs> as he's down to a <laughs> and the sixers look like an absolute dumpster fire of a franchise it's it's it does, feel, it does feel like the time that if you are not in the bubble, like if you are outside the bubble, this is recruiting period, right? This is, yeah. this is uh, Paul, don't worry. Like we know playoff – we know how playoff P is. Like if I'm Kevin Durant, that's what I'm sending Paul George. It's like we know – we, we all know. Everyone that really knows knows what playoff P is all about. You know, and yeah. he's like reading that. And he's like, man, I should, maybe I should go on to Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> and then Joel Embiid's the same thing. You know, it's just like Steph Curry's texting Joe, and he's like, man, love those Under Armour shoes. Uh man, we got to get you out to the bay sometime. Once this thing wraps up with the Celtics, you know that that to me uh, is the social media aspect of it is fascinating. The fact that all these guys are all in the same place. I mean, the the tampering, it, the fact that no stories have come out. Honestly, it's kudos to all the players for just kind of keeping under wraps uh, because I'm sure there's a lot of chicanery. LeBron said there was, and then when he was asked about it by Chris Haynes, he said. I wasn't talking about the our ball club. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? We got great chemistry. <laughs> We're built different. We're built um, different. Can we talk about what I really want to talk about, which yes. is uh, I'm in love with the Houston Rockets. And, yeah. Uh, I think I, I, I almost tweeted today just because, you know, I got quarantine brain. I got bubble brain myself. And I, you, you, you catch yourself sometimes just thinking crazy things and, and you got to rein it in. And I was very close to just saying, I think the Rockets are going to win the title. Oof. I think the Rockets, I think they might do it. I think if if you ask me today, again, we, we we've enjoyed this exercise so far. If you only started watching basketball in the bubble, uh, you might be and you didn't pay attention to the seedings. You might be led to believe the Rockets are the best team. No. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I would say. I mean, definitely. I think I think if I was doing power rankings, uh, yeah, like okay, what, what if we what if you frame it this way? Pretend that that the NBA is college basketball. We're like, uh you what, what, however you're playing right now matters and 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 you can be who's hot yeah you could have like a really talented team but you've lost like three of your last five so we got to rank you 17th i'm sorry we all know that you're going to be a one seed the, the lakers yeah, yeah yeah that's the lakers like the lakers right now would be ranked like 12th you know mm -hmm. like in college basketball they they they've fallen down a little bit everyone's kind of out on them but everyone knows they're going to make a charge late whatever uh I think the number one team in the country, quote unquote, which funny enough, not even in the country, the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. The number one team, right? They like if we're if it was an AP poll. Power rankings of the bubble so far. The Toronto Raptors are the best team in the bubble, yes. And then I would say the Rockets are two. Mm -hmm. For me. This is my vote. My ballot, I would do probably Raptors one, Rockets two. Uh now I'm shooting from the hip because I don't that's all I really thought. See my, my, Celtics three. 
Celtics maybe three or Heat are the Heat up there? The Heat no. are up two zero, but like they're they're playing well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I mean I, it's one of those things where I the Bucks like to me just boy because, I don't like the Bucks. See the Bucks to me are the I don't like the, the Bucks. I like I like the struggles of now. I like the fact that they're playing this Magic team because the Magic team they have a formula like they it's sort of with the Rockets. When I'm watching the Rockets. There's no nonsense about I, – I understand what they're trying to do on every possession. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And everyone seems to yeah. be in sync. There seems to be kind of an understanding of – like sort of the Celtics. It's like I just kind of know what to expect. The Lakers – tonight was a totally different game than what yeah, we saw. You have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Clippers, the yeah. same thing. Like Paul, like Paul George was a totally different guy in game two. I don't really – that that's why to me like the Celt, the East the East to me is more stable – where I can rely, like the Raptors to me are my number one favorites. I think the Bucks are my number two favorites to win the title, and then from there it's like Clippers, Lakers, Celtics. Well, well, okay, like, so so the, I I, I don't, don't want to this is, this is just title ranking, not power ranking. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's yeah, title yeah. rankings. That's, that's just not, for me. you're not saying yeah. the Bucks are playing right now. No, 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 no. I'm just the saying Bucks, like, actually I, for the title. The Bucks, the Bucks have lost five or before tonight. They beat the they beat the Magic, which they, the Magic made it closer than it should have been at the end. But whatever, the Bucks won. Uh, they I like the five, magic. They lost five playoff games in a row, Tate. The, the Bucks, like I, and they, they were, they were limping down the stretch of the regular season. I don't know. I, I, I have a prediction that America is going to turn on Giannis, <laughs> and I don't know when it's going to happen. It's, it's not necessarily going to happen now. Uh, but I just like, I get the sense that like America is going to. I don't know. He, he, they're not going to win the title. I don't think their Bucks are going to win the title this year. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- mm-hmm. I don't think they're. I don't know. I'm 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 go, I'm going there. I'm going to say it. I don't think the Bucks are going to win it. Um, I don't think they're going to win it next year. And then Giannis <laughs> is going to leave. And then people are going to hate the guy because like his. And then they're and you're going to start hearing people like complain about how his entire game is just like dunking and and like that's a bad thing. You know, like all mm-hmm. he can do, he's not even skilled. All he does is just like just dribble to the rim and dunk it. And like, you're just going to hear people complain about that. I, he's starting to the the he's starting to get frustrated. The frustration's bubbling over. <laughs> I see that. I'm I'm forecasting that. You you brought it up. He's getting frustrated with the refs. He's headbutting Mo Wagner in a meaningless game against the Wizards. Uh, I don't know. I'm just like I don't like the way it's trending. If I'm if I'm Giannis's PR people, I'm getting a hold of him. I'm like, we got to be careful here, buddy. Like this mm-hmm. is a this is a crucial moment in the 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 winning over. The general public like you're, you're you're on cloud nine right now you're at the top you're close to the top people love you you're the undisputed mvp mostly undisputed back-to-back mvp you're in small market lots of love about you but luca's coming and people love luca <laughs> and like you got to be careful and i and i don't know if the american people can cheer for two foreign guys at the same time <laughs> i think i think luca's gonna take the foreign crown and then for me honest, be honest there's some people that think luca is like short for lucas so they, they, they haven't <laughs> figured it out yet uh and i mean as far as Giannis, yeah i i i have this weird i just feel like the bucks just somehow or another with Giannis, he's playing horrible and they're able to still kind of just like hold the fort down and i think he's gonna something's gonna click at some point with him that's the reason i still believe in the bucks but you're right they've looked really sluggish really out of it and they just kind of like Eric Bledsoe needs to play well for them to play well right now. Um, You know, and that's not, you know, that's not like a good, uh, that's not a good barometer for your team at a certain level. Um, But I don't know the Raptors, the Raptors would be the scariest team. If I was in the bubble, I would not want to be in a series with the Raptors. What's your AP poll look like? My AP, AP po- ballot. Yeah. My AP ballot. <laughs> yeah. My final AP ballot for the, for the, for the bubble. Right Two uh, games into the playoffs. Raptors, Raptors, w- Raptors won. 
Uh, Celtics two. Okay. Lakers three. Clippers four. Bucks five. Boy, the Lakers really are Duke, huh? The Lakers are Duke. They, they just they're get they're playing like ass, and they win I, one I just game don't even want because like, look, you know what? AP is, are the Lakers back? <laughs> you're like, do I want to deal with these people being upset with me for not putting Duke? No, I don't. Like, what? What is it? What? There's no upside to that. I just put them there. People will hate it. They'll talk about it, and then we move on. Dude, I'm just going back to the Zion, RJ Barrett, uh, Cam Reddish team, where every time they would lose, I, Doster was Doster did this all the time. He he would always he was the guy that would just argue like, I still think Duke deserves number one because like. If, are you telling me on a neutral floor tomorrow mm-hmm. you're not taking like Gonzaga beats again? He Gonzaga watched that Kentucky game. Valley? He watched yeah. that Kentucky game. He's like, are you kidding me? These guys Gonz- could be anybody by forty points. Gonzaga beats Duke and Maui, and then the next day they're like, well, if they played it again tomorrow on a neutral floor, I like Duke. And you're like, they played yesterday on a neutral floor. Gonzaga won. God damn it! Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't neutral. It was the Lahaina Civic Center. No, everyone's like, there's uh, too much magic in the building. Rui made it happen. Uh, just quickly, and aside for Knicks fans, uh, people forget that Patrick Ewing went to the draft expecting to be able to get the number one pick to get Zion Williamson just a year ago. Just a year true. ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my AP poll would be Raptors one. They get the mm. they get the number one vote. Uh, I, I'm doing Rockets too, dude. I'm falling in love with it. If the Rockets play defense. If I I, I figure this out, I've watched enough Rockets to, to figure this out. If they play defense and make shots, who's beating them? I I've I've them? fallen I've fallen <laughs> for the folly of the Rockets before, and after they missed 27 threes, I was convinced. But, but, basketball but, gods refuse to reward the I system. Think, I think I the Rockets why. are going to be beneficiaries of the environment, the bubble environment, where like, their, so. their bug holes aren't going to tighten up as they miss seven threes in a row. Like they're, they're they can play a little looser. Are you I saying think, Travis Scott now being their front rows? Yeah. They're going to loosen up a little bit. Yeah, they're yeah, they're going to be loose. It's going to be yeah. <laughs> they, 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 it's all good. Uh, I, I'm putting Celtics at three. Um, I think I think the Heat have to be four, just because they're under, they, just because they're two and up two zero, and the Pacers, boy, boy, it's frustrating. I I, am, about, I I'm not Duncan, I'm not Duncan done Duncan. I'm not done with the Pacers yet. I don't know why. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm, either. Like I think the Pacers are better than everyone else thinks, but I also realize like there's an obvious reason I would think that. So. I'm not I'm not done with the Sixers either. As far as like I'm I, done with this. I was I, done. With I don't the I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I think it's going to go five. They're going to have one game where Joe goes crazy for like 46 and 21, and people kind of like. I don't know, Brett Brown. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. end five, but uh, uh, I don't know. That's what it's interesting about the bubble. I I feel like there's way more hope. Whenever I start a game, I don't feel as helpless in the sense that I know the the outcome is inevitable. You know, like Lakers yeah. game tonight felt a little bit inevitable as soon as yeah. LeBron LeBron took that charge, and I said to myself, "All right, you know, the Lakers are gonna win by twenty points." Yeah. And, uh, uh, from there, the Dame got the, hurt. We got to mention that also. Yeah, yeah, that's Dame true. stays hurt at the Lakers. I mean, that's. There's a there's a lot of that going on. I'm seeing I'm seeing a little too much of that. I'm seeing a little too much of like Clippers fans like well now we didn't have Patrick Beverly so it doesn't and Mavs fans are like we would have won if Porzingis stayed. You know this is the it's NBA. Like, it was created like in 2015. You're, LeBron James you're, created this. This is this is the but what if we had that guy? What what if that guy? Yeah yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah. But what if we had? But what if we had Kyrie and Kevin Kyrie Moore? was out. Yeah, yeah. that would, would be. Uh, I'll, I'll say the Lakers get my fifth spot and then. And then the, it's probably the Mavs and then the Clippers. I think the Mavs have to be above the Clippers. They just beat the Clippers on a mm. neutral court. Mm. If they played on a neutral court tomorrow, I wonder who would win. 
And I don't have to wonder because they are playing on a neutral court tomorrow. <laughs> I am concerned about the the Jimmy Butler heat culture comments. Uh, that's my only concern about the heat uh, overall. Yeah. But Duncan Robinson, seven threes, ties the Mike Miller record, friend of the program, a guy that, I mean, we, we can't stress what, what, Are we just going to become a Duncan Robinson podcast? Like, should we just like – It just makes sense that Duncan it worked. Does. It worked out that way because like – there, there's something to be said about we watched a lot of Michigan basketball in 2018, and we constantly said to each other, why is Isaiah Livers on the floor? <laughs> yeah, really I mean, we really did. Uh, like, there, there was just like – everyone's like, why did no one see Duncan Robinson? It's like, I didn't necessarily see Duncan Robinson play in the NBA. In fact, not a lot of people did at all. But I definitely thought he should start on that Michigan team. So, yeah. I, I – we could be the coach of the Cavs. That, that's what we're saying. <laughs> Cleveland. I I, uh, I don't want the Heat to win though because I I don't want to live in a world where they win and you and I aren't trying to like make ourselves part of it like we did. With, Miami Miami is definitely you know I mean? texting Giannis's people while in the bubble. I feel like, like I, there, there's some collusion there. Yeah, I, I want I want when Duncan wins the title, I want it to be like 2018 when they went to the Final Four and you and I like just weaseled our way into the locker room mm -hmm. and like <laughs> we're like yeah. Duncan, we're your best friends. He's like, God damn it, guys! Like I. I came on your show one time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, these guys Lose are everywhere. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and are they hanging out with the SI kid? Yeah. No, he was trying to take our scoops. The word. I remember that. The SI kid. The SI kid. <laughs> He's every yeah. interview. They, they remind, like remind the listeners what, what, what happened. The, the... So, so this is in 2018 Final Four, Staples Center, Florida State, <laughs> Michigan, Elite Eight. Uh, we were at this game, Mark Titus and I in our Michael Wilbon moment. And we go to the locker room after the game. Uh, Leonard Hamilton has just done one of the greatest, like, huh, to Dana, to Dana that we've ever seen, uh, and everyone's losing their minds over that. We're with Michigan. We're kind of like, hey, thank God we we bought into Michigan. This is pretty awesome. There's a little yeah. sport, the Sports Illustrated uh, reporter kid that that is like basically a PR stunt. He was out in the streets for like a month. Yeah, like basically the whole month of March. He was. Yeah. He was everywhere. He was asking Sister Jean questions. He was just yeah. like that kid, you know. And regardless, if he walked up to a locker, it was like as if Moses walked up to the Red Sea. You know what I mean? It's like just just move him out of the way. It's like I remember Kanye West did that at a concert. He was like, let's just get these people out of the way, and he just like walked through the crowd. That's the Sports Illustrated kid, and he was flexing on us. He got the Duncan Robinson before us. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think I had to take a, I took a picture of him talking to Duncan Robinson while you were just waiting there getting ready. We, to, we were going to yeah. shoot a, we were going to shoot an interview with That's him right. and we didn't That's have right. enough time because right. the sports illustrated kid doesn't respect the biz. And, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He, he did a whole where, interview. Where, where is he now? Where is he now? Yeah, where is he now? Where is he now? <laughs> <laughs> he's in the bubble. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's Ernie Johnson's like teaching him how to be the next <laughs> EJ. <laughs> he's actually no he is the kid i saw this on twitter he is the kid that holds the microphone during the coaches interviews at the court oh, yeah. he, he holds the microphone stick you just can't they see gave him, him a, yeah. <laughs> that's why he's off camera he's the one holding the microphone stick good for him, good for him. Uh, i have one final thought uh, i this this hit me today and i i i'm curious is this the worst idea again this could be quarantine brain or there could be some logic to this um so i'm watching the clippers lose to the mavs the other night and it, it it hits me like a ton of bricks that the Clippers are their sponsor is Bumble. And I've noticed this before, obviously it's been Bumble for a few years now, I think. Um, but they got a big Bumble logo on their, on their shoulder. And I thought about it and I was like, I, are the NBA champions going to have Bumble on their jerseys? Like, does that work? And my mind started going to like the theory Tate that, that people have when they talk about quarterbacks is like, can you close your eyes and picture the quarterback holding the trophy with confetti, the 
confetti quarterbacks, I think is the term. Is he a confetti <laughs> quarterback, right? Um, and, and then, like, if you can't picture it, then you automatically dismiss that quarterback. And you're like, I just can't – I don't see him being a – All I see in my head right now is Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Middle yeah, Michigan Avenue. Can you see Mitchell truck. Trubisky holding the yes. Lombardi? I yes. can't see it. I don't believe it. Yeah. Maybe you do see <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, my God, Mitchell Trubisky has just dropped the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> yeah. Mitchell Trubisky has thrown the Lombardi trophy and it's been intercepted. <laughs> uh, so I had this, I had a similar thought with these sponsorships on these jerseys. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, the bucks being sponsored by Harley Davidson does not work for me as well. I nothing against Harley Davidson. It just doesn't pop on the Jersey. It just doesn't look right. And, and I thought like, should we be putting stock in this? Like, I, I honestly kind of believe it. I honestly think the Clippers, their chances of winning, a title go down because Bumble is their sponsor and not some like insurance company that's scamming people out of all sorts of money. Like, I think that's what you want. You want like a, 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 a really hoity toity. Like if, if you're not advertising during golf matches, <laughs> I don't think I trust you to sponsor an NBA team to a title. That's, that's where I've arrived on this. Yeah. You need like a maker's mark. You need something that has like a, a certain amount of quote unquote class. To it, like you know, GE people, is the sponsor of the Celtics. That makes me believe in the Celtics. That's yes, a that's a yes. big time class. sponsorship. That's yeah, class. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. class. Harley that. Davidson, Bumble, Love, Harley, Harley Davidson's got a little. Harley Davidson's got a little bit of class to it. I mean, you know, it does, it, but it doesn't. Vintage. It, it doesn't really fit. I don't know. It, there's just something about it. Just maybe it's the color. Bumble, like Bumble's the, tough. Bumble's tough. Bumble's tough, dude. Uh, and, Rakuten and, is, is smart. I feel like that was the first one. The Warriors did Rakuten. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's Rakuten. Like, I don't know what it is, but I was like. That seems awesome. Yeah, it seems good. Uh, the the one the Raptors last year I think was like Sun Life Financial. Again, don't know what it is. I'm sure they're running yeah. a Ponzi scheme or something. <laughs> like that's a business I believe in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean the, the best one was definitely Jordan having the Jumpman logo, and then they they sold out on that idea. I think they actually have a real logo now. But before before they did Lending Tree or whatever it is, I think it's Lending Tree Financial or something like that. It was just supposed to be the Jordan the Jumpman Jordan. logo. Oh, and that, nice. and that is that's baller. that's what we're talking yeah. about. That's, like that would that would be time. something. Yeah, that's like I want to play with a title. Yeah, yeah, that's a title. <laughs> that's a title. a title winner. Yeah, you can win a title with that. Uh, loves loves Truck Stop is the Thunder sponsor. Like it looks yeah. like you see the jersey and you're like that we can't have that that's not a you're not holding up the larry ob you know i just don't i don't see it. i just don't see it so i had that thought today I, and matt the mavs are the same mavs are sponsored by chime which i don't even know what that is but like it just doesn't it looks like an app that was created just to like get a bunch of vc it should have been venmo it. venmo yeah, seems yeah. like a good one uh yeah. I, I was trying to think what is the most uh like is fig newton the one that's like what's the most like midwest south you know for you and i for for where we're from like what is the one that like hits people different where they're just like man i i gotta get that jersey like is it chevy is it Ford? you know what i mean like what what if what is the one that really hits because that's that's what i want to know dude i would spend an ungodly amount of money if the indianapolis motor speedway sponsored there you go that's what i'm saying with the ims logo the wing (laughs) the wing wheel and the flags oh my god I have it on. Do I have it on my shirt? Yeah, there's a there's the wing wheel you can see. Yeah, yeah see that's that's what I'm we're wearing my about. gym neighbor shirt. The uh, Indy 500 is uh, on Sunday. We'll talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Is is that is there logic to this Tate? Am I out of my mind? I think there is some logic to it. Okay, I think that I, I think that at the end of the day, though, uh, Bumble, you're right. I think the Clippers are cursed because they're the Clippers. They're not going to win yeah. a championship this year. You, you just said you're we're labeling teams that aren't going to win. And I'm going to go out on a limb with you. I don't think the Clippers are going to win the title this year. I don't um, think so. I don't think the Clippers or Bucks just based on their sponsorships alone. Okay. I think, there we go. I, th- I think that's that, it. That, that, uh, that's our rationale. 
The Cavs have an the Cavs are sponsored by Goodyear, which is in Akron. So they got the like the first of all the logo is awesome. It's got the winged wheel. To yeah, it's the Hermes, the the wings. And then yeah, it's yeah. also like the local like you got the tie in with the Lebrons from Akron, and the Cavs still want people to think Lebron plays. Like I don't know that that one. I was trying to think. It's very Ohio State running. of the Cavaliers, yeah. but again, the pendulum <laughs> has swung back to Charlotte. I didn't write any other ones down, but I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, like what. Uh, Anyway, I mean, there, it that says might be the dumbest it, thing I've ever said. On no, no, no. It says something about branding, though, that I remembered Lending Tree for the Hornets. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, or like Bumble. Like some of them, yeah. have, some of them stick in your head. Rakuten, like that one sticks in my head because, again, like you said, we're like, what even? Is Along that? those same lines, we're still looking as a podcast to sponsor a. Uh, at least I'm, I'm speaking for, on behalf of the podcast. Mm. We're looking to sponsor a like fourth grade rec team in like Billings, Montana, or something. I, that's yes. that's my dream. Yes. I want to finance a. Uh, why yeah. is everyone going to Idaho and Montana? It, it feels like I. You should. We should both. We should. Here's my plan. So find a find a like rec like a. You know how they they name them after NBA teams. A lot mm. of the rec leagues. The, yeah. 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 You know how it works. Um, we find like a league in like Cheyenne, Wyoming, or something, and you sponsor the Hornets, <laughs> and I sponsor the Pacers. So that they, and we give them all like like you, you give you we we figure, we we give them like, how much money do you need like. We buy them all Jordans. We like pimp them out, and they're playing against the rest of the team. And like our guys are, are wearing arm sleeves and headbands, and and the Reggie Miller things on their. <laughs> we 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 dressed them. all of them. They have to be approved for their dress. Like <laughs> yeah. they hate it. These kids are like, I I don't even like basketball. They're like seven years old. But we yeah, put their I love names it. on the back of their jerseys for their their. <laughs> no, you don't have the names on the back of their jerseys because yeah, it's all about the name on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, I say no. And then I will have social justice messages on the back of our jerseys because, like, that's that's what we're trying to do out there. We're trying to yeah. send some messages. You're the Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, jump man. The social justice and also, <laughs> yeah. like, you're super flashy and everyone's wearing Jordans. My guys are wearing yeah. Chuck Taylors and you get yes. no names, no nothing. Yes. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. And then, and like, you play, like, old Everett Case clips where he's just, like, yelling at people and it's like, yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Oh, man. All right, let's wrap this up. Shout-outs, what do you got? Uh, shout out to, uh, I mean, as a, I, this is like a three point, this is just a shooter conversation, right? Shout out to the shooters in general, guys that like mm-hmm. the, the three, the three point shot, of course. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Trey young for just being so gung ho to want to be in the club. And, uh, and I like the, I like the exuberance of the youth. I like the idea that, you know, it basically came out, uh, Kenny, Kenny Smith said that Dame Lillard is now logo Lillard. Steph Curry is no longer the, the logo that, of the three-point logo. Is that no why he was never... disgusted on TV? You think, do you think that played into it too, Steph, is like when he came on during the lottery? Yeah, well, he's, he's just like, man, I, I, don't under, I didn't know that it was that flash in the pan. Like, you know, yeah. that, that, yeah. that, again, everyone forgot that basketball existed yeah. outside of a bubble. <laughs> it only exists in a bubble. Uh, but yeah, so Steph and Dame Lillard are pitted against each other. A dive, a, a, a shootout of shots over 30 plus feet because Dame Lillard set some record shooting 44% this year. Mm-hmm. Trey Young jumps in and says, let me in that contest. And then I sit here and I say, we have to respect the originator and Stephen Curry. We have to respect the young kid and Trey Young that wants to be part of the game. And we also have to all understand that Duncan Robinson would win that contest. And uh, shout out to Duncan Robinson. There you go. Yeah. Sh- uh I think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try out that new bit I was talking about on the last show. Uh, I think all these guys, you know, um, we can argue over who has the who's the best at shooting the long shots, but uh, I think it's fair to say all of them do have Jimmer range. They all they all mm. remind me of Jimmer in that regard. And, uh, <laughs> Jimmer. So that's. <laughs>
I don't. I, I could have done that better. I'm trying. I'm trying out the bit where I I compare them to shitty players and pretend like it's a compliment. It's uh, one of the, it's one of those things that unfortunately there's like 15 people that are like that. Good point, Mark. Good Jimmy. point. Yeah. <laughs> I really I really should tweet that when the next time Dame goes off and be like, my God, this guy has Jimmer range, you guys. <laughs> and then just turn off my phone. And yeah, yeah. Go to the beach. <laughs> and I'll revisit that in a couple of days. Uh, I want to shout out to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. As I said yes. earlier, the Indy 500 is happening on Sunday. It is my favorite sporting event in the world. I I genuinely do like it more than March Madness. It's not a contest. I can love them both. I do love them both. Uh, but the Indy 500 is my 1A. March Madness is my 1B. Um, it, this is the first Indy 500 since I've had hair on my chest that I will not <laughs> be attending because fans will not be able to go. Uh, I cannot even remember the last time I wasn't there. Um, but, but yeah, I'm excited to watch it on TV. I haven't, I, it, all, all the traditions are out of whack. It feels weird. The only thing that, the only thing that feels right about the Indy 500 happening right now is the Indy 500 always happens when the Pacers are getting knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, that, that's always like the Pacers. You can always like time it like right around if the Pacers are still playing as the 500 is coming up. Cause it's usually Memorial day weekend, which means like the Pacers are like in the Eastern semis, maybe game seven or maybe there it's like the first couple games of the Eastern finals. If the Pacers are playing during the Indy 500 weekend, it's a great season for the Pacers. Mm-hmm. So hell of a year for the Pacers still playing <laughs> as I the race this weekend. But uh, Marco Andretti on the poll tape, I know you're excited about that. You kind of look like Marco Andretti, if we're being honest. I know you have no idea who that is, but uh, I'm pretending I know like the do. name. I don't know yeah. the face. He's a legacy kid. Like his, 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 his whole family, his, his, his grandpa's Mario Andretti. He's a legend. <laughs> okay. So maybe I know Mario. Andretti. Yeah. You probably know Mario. <laughs> um, but shout out to all the, I, I, I love the 500. I, I hope it's an awesome thing. Uh, watch it. If you, if I, I just, I don't know. I want everyone to support it. I want everyone to love it. It's my dream to get every single person I know to go to one of these things. So hopefully next year we'll have a little party in India and, uh, yeah. And, and, Positive I want to shout out, only. It's gonna shout, out shout out Ed Carpenter and Connor Daly, local guys, Indianapolis guys. I want to see a, I want to see an Indy guy win Indy 500. That's like the that's like the last great sports story I need in my life is like a, a hometown hero mm-hmm. taking the checkered flag in Indy. So need one of those guys to step up. We'll see. I think it's gonna happen in 2021. I, I kept saying everything good was gonna happen in 2020. That was a you know a hilarious <laughs> joke. Uh, 2021, I believe All in right. it. Uh, another shout out, uh, shout out to Masai Ujiri, uh, the Raptors president yeah. uh, and GM. Uh, the, the video was released. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about this. He put a statement out. And I just want to shout him out because uh, Masai Ujiri in one of the biggest moments of his career was, you know, basically tested to the max, unlike mm-hmm. anything that, that any person should ever go to, especially someone that had such a, a prominent position. But his position shouldn't matter in the first place for him not to deal with that. And uh, just the fact that he is able to always handle every situation with such grace, um, it, it says something about him. And I know this has turned into a Raptors podcast at the end of the day, but I just want to shout out to Masai no, Ujiri fine. for the way that he's able to uh, maneuver and handle himself and uh, just make the, the NBA look like a great league because he's one of the biggest faces of it and most mm-hmm. important faces. Obviously. Well said. Well said, Tate. I, I want to shout out college basketball. Uh, John Rothstein's tweeting that sources are telling him the college basketball mm. coaches exploring the possibility of doing the bubble in Orlando for the non-conference season. They're, they're, they're basically just going to copy and paste the, yes. the NBA model and just run it back and do all the non-conference game. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know who's invited to the bubble. I don't know any of that, but uh, I guess, I guess this is what sports is now. It's like, everyone's going to play on the Disney campus. Every sport will take place on Disney's campus. 
The mouse wins yet again. That's where we've arrived. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is peering uh, up in the Raptors right now, down at all of us, uh, as mm-hmm. he did watching the Raptors today, just counting yeah. his money uh, yeah. and counting, you know, his his influence uh, as he looks around and says. I got all these people to buy into the dream. And like you said, there's a chance that it all happens. Adam Silver basically said tonight that the December 1st timeline seems a little rushed for the next season. They want to figure out a way to get fans in the seat. Uh, Maybe you're going to push that timeline back. If they push the timeline, that opens up the door uh, for a bubble down in Orlando for college basketball to sort of just slip in. I've heard that the media hotel situation is uh, not the best, Mark Titus. Uh, it's been compared to a Ramada Inn. And, you know, I am down to go to the bubble. I just want to put was, that out there. Yeah. If we have a college basketball bubble, send the boys down to Orlando. We can play yep. golf. We can fish. We can hang out. We will not yep. say anything uh, that does not need to be shared with the public. I will gladly be the mouthpiece for whatever organization wants to put me in the bubble. What, whatever you need. Whatever you need. A bumble, chime, lending tree, whatever it may be. Uh, we're, we're ready, we're ready uh, to make it happen. And I, I do think that we could we could make it work. I, I, that's all I want to say. If it does happen, I'm down to put in for us to go to the. What bubble. about so? If there are conference bubbles, uh, what I'm going to the ACC. You're going to ACC. Yeah, I, I'm, everyone I'm calls me a homer. I'll stay at home. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 going to the Big Ten bubble. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Unless it's in like Minneapolis, then I'm out. I'm not going to Minneapolis for. Minneapolis. I went last year. If yeah. I got the flu and I, was I don't, I, I don't, I just don't want to be there during the winter. But I'll if it's in Indy, I'm there. I, I imagine it's going to be in Indy or Chicago. Probably mm. Indy. It would be mm. in Indy, the Big Ten one. Or should we go to like, where, where would the Pac-12 one be? I wonder. Vegas. Like, yeah, I know, but like that doesn't seem. That sounds. <laughs> let me just say this: if we're going we to, go Vegas, to Vegas, we go to we're Vegas. staying. <laughs> we're staying in Henderson, and we're going to be posted. We're going to have our own bubble. <laughs> That's all we're going to do. It's like LeBron status. Like, is he actually living in one of these hotel rooms? I don't know, but dude, he shows up every day. I I was talking to someone about that. That uh, uh, I said, I said exactly what I just said. I was like, they said, would you go to the Big Ten bubble? And I said, I would go if it's in Indy, so I can go like hang out with my family and stuff. And they're like, well, why does it matter where it's at if you're in the bubble? And I was like, come on, we're not. We all know the bubble's not the bubble. Like, you know, it's in Indy. I'm, I'm. we want to see my family like you know like we're, we're not gonna bubble it up that's that's how the bubble works i thought i thought you, you, you but i think in orlando like it's so isolated and away from people that you do know that like you yeah. almost want to stay in the bubble like you're kind of yeah, scared yeah. to get outside the bubble you're like let's get you back get lost you, just, yeah. <laughs> you see desmond from lost he's like see you life brother by the way, I was joking, Big Ten. If, if you invite me to your bubble, I will not break protocol. That was mm. I was just trying to be funny. I was trying to entertain mm. my audience. Please do not <laughs> hold me to that. Uh, huge upset that the bubble's working in the NBA. Zero positive tests again. I, I will stand by. I, I'm not taking it back that like that this is shocking. Like it's not like as this proceeds, I'm I'm walking back what I said at the beginning that this would be the biggest upset in sports history. I still stand by that. Yep. If they could get through and you have none of the stars test positive and miss any games. This is going to be shocking that they pulled this off, that they didn't have any contamination from the wives and girlfriends and families coming in and all that. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're rambling. Is that it? We got anything else? <laughs> no. My, well, my final shout out, and I guess it could be a closeout. I woke up today and I got on Twitter. You and I, we were on Twitter. We're tweeting during all these games. And the first thing that I see, and I, I just want to see if you saw this, is that we were, we were going to have a solar storm. Mm. And I want to repeat that. A solar storm tonight that was going to cause blackouts across the entire earth um and uh i saw that today and then i just like you know that was a scientist that reported that and then there have been some blackouts in la right now so this is my closeout if the solar storms uh continue to to come upon us and crash upon us Mm -hmm. i don't know if we will have a college basketball bubble 
But if they happen to happen <laughs> while we're in a college basketball bubble, that's even better because um, that's 2020 and uh, positive vibes only. This- I'm glad I-, I didn't know what today would look like when I woke up to that, to be honest with you, because I'm like, I- what do we even do about that? Um, it seems it seems pretty macro uh, for us I'll, to handle I'll say this. If the solar storms take away Maui for me, I will have nothing to live for. And I will have no problem antiquating this situation yep. and, and, and giving up myself to take down the aliens that are sending the solar storm because we got, we must protect Maui at all costs. Uh, we, ha- we haven't gotten to that chapter on the big brain book club, uh, the, the solar storm chapter. We've, we, we just got done talking about black holes though. So I can, I can break that down for you. Here, you here, here's, here's my final thought and final word of the day multi-planetary <laughs> that's it happy birthday sister gene 101 years old you did it we love you i swear it. i feel like every, every single episode you say it's just sister gene's birthday that's how she's 101 she's like actually like 71 but she's had 30 extra every three weeks a new birthday yeah. sister gene come on the podcast Please. we want to have you on the show and uh you and Mo Wagner and, and Duncan Robinson. Let's just do a rehash to the share your gift. Jalen Brunson come on, and we'll just like run back the 2018 uh, tournament again. Uh, that's the show. We'll see you guys next week. Have a fun weekend.